visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Homemaker Chic Podcast. If this is your first time here, you have landed on the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Uh, myself, Shay Elliott of the Elliotthomestead.com and Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com. And we are the hosts of this podcast, two homemakers trying to salvage homemaking out of the ditch together with you every Monday. Here we are. <laughs> Some days it's quite ditchy. It can be a little ditchy. <laughs> Some days it's ditchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, happy Monday. Welcome Hello. back. Merci. <laughs> I feel uh, like we, we have to do like a full, today's not that day. I think you still need a little recovery time, but I feel oh like we gosh. need to do a full episode on just traveling. We've had so many questions come in, like, how did you pack? What did you wear? How did you account for this or this? So that might be a fun one to sandwich into our taking care of business season here. I would enjoy that. I was just thinking today, uh, I have washed at a ridiculous, obscene amount of dishes since last night at six. Mm -hmm. So I did a huge pile last night, huge pile just now before we jumped on. And I was thinking, um, I haven't even really talked about the trip. Like, I've right. told Joel, like, snippets, but I haven't really talked about it to anyone. Like, it's weird. And I think it, it takes so time to process. It was so fabulous. And I don't, you know me, like, I always feel like, do you want to hear what I have to, like, I, like, am I saying too much? I don't want to bore people because I could just, like, yak about it. It was, it was so wonderful. And it feels um, so good to have gone. I mean, mm-hmm. I am Parisian farm girl. <laughs> for a reason (laughs) and like it just feels so good to be that woman again I can't even tell you Mm -hmm. that's a long time that's a lot of babies a few houses in between you know and just to remember oh that's why you love it that's why you feel Mm -hmm. like you do when you're there that's how you feel when you get home and how you fly high and start planning the next trip when the wheels hit the ground you know like Mm mm-hmm really really incredible I just feel I feel like myself again in a little like a little bit more like myself again Mm -hmm. it's interesting yeah Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah I can see that I'm very happy for you I'm very happy I'm I'm happy for me too (laughs) Angela just got back from Paris you guys she's waited 20 years to go back to Paris and she finally got to go with her two oldest daughters and now she's back with us it was amazing. In the ditch. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Washing dishes. Washing dishes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. The thing with travel is it's it's so fun. But I remember our very last day on our on our trip and thinking, I, I need to find, like, if you're going to be there for large chunks of time, I actually f- do find pleasure in the routine of homemaking. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of pleasure in washing dishes. I find a lot of pleasure in 
preparing food and setting a table and right I'm gonna have to find a way to be able to do those things because I love eating out at a restaurant but not three meals a day like no. it, it loses its splendor mm-hmm. and and I don't know quite how to ground myself so you kind of end up free floating a little bit where you're mm-hmm. kind of just need something to pull you down to earth a little which bit. is what home does yeah which is yeah. what home does um I mean, the previous time I had an apartment, I was there for a long time. So that that does make a difference right. because you go to the market, you get flowers, you do your grocery shopping, you know, you scrub know, your which, toilet, <laughs> which window the sun's going to come in at what hour of the mm-hmm. day. You know, there mm-hmm. is, like you said, like that grounding aspect. To mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have, to, mm-hmm. we'll have to talk about that maybe a little bit more, but. This is the season here on Homemaker Chic Podcast where we are taking care of business. And while Angela was gone, gallivanting in Paris, <laughs> um, I think we only talked on the phone one time. And yeah. and I knew you were there just soaking all, but I was just here by myself without you. And so I took it oh, upon how myself. the tables have turned. Because <laughs> don't forget, everyone, she dogged me the two weeks before that. In Sicily. I know. See, we just, this is good. I'm glad we're here together now. Okay. But while you were gone, you know, we left off with our taking care of business with offices and paperwork Mm. and all this kind of stuff. And y'all, I took it to heart. That one got me hot. That one got me. I've not come down from that one yet. (laughs) You should see what I got going on right now. I mean, it's intense. And we can talk about that a little bit more. But this season is all about like, those pockets as a homemaker that you want to avoid because they're scary and they can mm. make you feel a lot of things, you know, some of which we don't want to feel. This right. is all about taking care of those things and taking charge of them and not being afraid of them. And so we're going to keep the ball rolling today in talking about taking care of business in regards to our schedule and prioritizing things and being disciplined in the way that we cultivate and prioritize and set and follow the very unsexy word of schedule. Mm-hmm. In our routine, our routine says so much about it says it says our priorities. You it know? does. It does, and uh, it's really easy to look at the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the hour and go, I didn't get done what I wanted to get done. I don't like the way things went down, yeah. but not take any ownership of that. Not yeah. look at the timeline and go, okay, where did it go? Where did I lose it? Did I lose it at the beginning? <laughs> was mm-hmm. I in trouble before I even started? Or was it at 2.30 when I stopped for a latte and never went back? Or, you know, where mm-hmm. is it? I think the scarier thing, too, is not looking back on it at the end of the day, but looking back on it five years later. Oh, like a vacuum. Ten years later. Yeah. And you're which, like, oh, I, I've i been saying I want to do these things, and I actually haven't done any of the things that somebody right. who wants to do those things would do. Right. Ooh. So we're going to go there. We're going to uncover the ugly, and we're going to piece through it together. But before we do that, we would like to thank Season 13 sponsor, the wonderful and fabulous Annabelle of House of Tokuman Rugs for sponsoring this season. You guys know we love our House of Tokuman rugs. Annabelle is your source for all kinds of handmade, wonderful heirloom rugs that you can put into your home to make them beautiful and to last. (laughs) 
That's what gets I, me. I what are you looking around for? Up. Well, I was looking for a knife. I usually have some some sort of murder weapon on my desk because I actually have one right there. I could have opened it while we talked. Oh, you should have. I have a new rug. Ah! I yes. Could, I could manage where's it. The, where's this one going to go? This is for the... So I painted my stairs like a really dark... Teal is not the right word. So maybe it's in navy blue with a hint of teal. Okay. okay? So I put a built-in bookcase painted it that color and then mirrored that color on the stairs painted the stairs and these are our stairs jog so Mm -hmm. I have two runners one for the long run and a shorter Mm -hmm. one for the short run Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how that turns out because Annabelle is helping me to find runners right now for our stairs she was really good about it because um I needed them a certain width our stairs are 36 inches wide and I really wanted to highlight the paint color on on the left and the right on either side and that was tricky she, she did a lot of uh, legwork for me to find the right width mm-hmm. and then two that are you know not too matchy matchy but that complement each other mm-hmm. so um yeah, I'm pretty jazzed she did she did a really good job I was kind of a pain so sorry <laughs> Annabelle <laughs> thanks <laughs> so you can shop their available rugs at hot H-O-T rugs.net hot rugs.net that stands for house of token like I am not the Lauren. only person that thought hot I, we rugs. got some messages no somebody <laughs> else thought I thought she just liked her sexy rugs somebody else mentioned me it wasn't just me <laughs> there you go or you can also follow her on Instagram she shares a lot of education and information over there house of token is where you can find her over there and you can use the coupon code <laughs> Oh, thanks. I just You're got welcome. off an airplane. <laughs> oh, homemaker. Oh I think it's homemaker 25. Okay. Yeah. But, but I will look. Quote me. Holy I will cow. look. So okay. professional. <sighs> yeah. And that's for any full size. So she's got some little minis, um, you know, like little two by twos and two by threes. Mm-hmm. The discount is not on the smaller ones, but any runners, full size rugs, knock yourself out. Get something beautiful that's going to last. It's fall. You're going into the holidays. And she's been doing a really great job on Instagram of driving home that these rugs can withstand your lifestyle. These rugs can handle your dogs. They can handle your pets. And um, dang, I wish I had Homemaker 25. I this so bad. Homemaker, Homemaker 25. 25. Boom. Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. So jumping into today's content. So we we kind of have changed the way that we do the podcast a little bit. We used to do two episodes a week, but the one longer episode allowed us to spend less time in on intros and outros and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And but the Q&A that we did this past summer was so popular, so we've kind of just segmented the podcast to include a topic that we're passionate about at the moment, we want to we want to chat about um and then answering some of your questions at the end because that's really fun so if you do have questions for us just send us to um send them to us rather over Mm -hmm. on instagram homemaker chic podcast is where you can find us there and you can just message us and angela will sort through it and find the questions (laughs) yeah yeah we've got a good batch of them for the end of the show yeah i enjoy those yeah it was actually my favorite season the q a season Mm -hmm. might have to do that again someday yeah, it was a lot of fun because you're going to hear us say this. If you've been listening for a long time, you've heard us <laughs> say it a thousand times. But we're not here because we've arrived. We're not here because we figured it all out. We're not here because 
we're out of this season and you, we know you're going to make it and like we're here you know we're here really doing all of this alongside you if we do an episode on bills and office and paperwork it's because we're in our offices doing our bills and managing our paperwork same with homeschooling same with gardening same with kitchen stuff all these different topics that we talk about we don't talk about them because we know it all because we don't we're learning so much of this right alongside all of you so what I loved about the Q&A season was that it was us just giving our thoughts weighing in offering opinions Mm -hmm. sharing ideas with what's actually going on in people's homes and it did real time yeah yeah it was it was just really fun yeah it was a really fun one it was a good one for summer too what if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale what about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens, and you can too, by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code, HomemakerChic20, for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co., Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs 
Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Alaska Gold Seafood. This is the seafood that Angela and I have been stocking our freezers with for years because it is so incredibly delicious. They catch it in the waters of Alaska and deliver it right to your doorstep. This is a fisherman-owned cooperative that focuses on quality and service. They offer customers hook and line caught wild salmon, halibut, black cod, rockfish, and more. They are a pillar of the community in Sitka, Alaska. Alaska Gold offers small boats, independent fishermen with co-op values. Visit alaskagoldbrand.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSEAFOOD for 10% off your first order. Um, as I'm talking, uh, I can see the okay. spider oh. walking across my... Yeah. My like, whatever that's called. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys last week we had a spider that was so big in our bedroom that it ran at Stuart. Like it, he uncovered it somehow and it made the spider scared. So this spider takes off at him, runs at him. It's so big that Stuart kicks it across the room. Shut up. The spider gets up and runs right back at him. So Stuart kicks it again. And it hits this door that's right behind me here. Uh-huh. And finally, he just goes over to it and squishes it. Like, buddy, I tried. Like, <laughs> he was in full attack mode. <laughs> oh, it was like a small gosh. squirrel. <laughs> that's disgusting. I have those in my garden. They're like tarantulas. They're mm-hmm. just terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm. I think they're in my basement, mm-hmm. but I prefer to. Mm-hmm probably a contest between them and the mice but i've got the whole like faux ladybug action going on my windows up here and stink bugs it's just pleasant stink isn't it? bugs stink bugs are so gross they look like dinosaurs they're just disgusting and yeah. they, you can hear them they go like doink doink against the windows you know like they make little thumps Ugh. yeah everybody's trying to get indoors everybody's yeah. trying to get indoors right now mm-hmm. it's pretty gross okay so um go ahead I do want to talk about like the whole office thing. Okay, let's talk because about it. Because this is what happens is, you know, like we aren't, we're not um, talking because we've arrived. And that, that episode got me really jazzed. I got my desk all spruced up, got some pretty like folders when I was in Paris. Isn't that lame? Boulders? Folders. Folders. At the Louvre. Yeah, like for organizing. Look at this one. With my girl on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I just kind of got like went in and spruced things up. I got my mortgage paid a month ahead. I'm good till about Thanksgiving. Mm. Like just a little moving around, a little organizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels really good. Mine was uglier than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably uglier if I look closer, but I'm just up here like, la, la, la. <laughs> I got new folders. Look at my pretty new folders. Look at my Marie Antoinette folder. Everything is no. okay now. Uh, mine was ugly. Mine was uglier. Than after that. after that episode, this was last week's episode. Um, I realized that I can be afraid of money. 
I'm afraid to like I don't want to look that's that's it that's exactly yeah. what it is and then so I was like once I identified like why okay why don't you just want to take care of some of these things mm-hmm. and I realized it's because I'm afraid so I asked myself why are you afraid and I realized the answer was because my mood is so affected by it so mm. if I check our bank account and something has come in, I didn't know it was coming in. It's like, oh, yay, everything's fine. And all of a sudden, my kids are fine and my marriage is fine and my house is fine. And it's like the bathroom scale. You like what it says? It's going to be a great day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, we uh, our, our taxes are very complicated because oh. of our business stuff. So we had yeah. filed this extension. Our bookkeeper and our account were working together. We finally get our personal taxes filed for mm-hmm. last year. OK, so that's all accounted for. And we actually ended up owing money. Kill the breeze. And this payment comes, this tax payment had come out. I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't know the amount. There was just a lack. There, there was like a communication breakdown, and so you guys, I, this has happened like five times in our friendship, <laughs> where she, the phone rings. I remember once in Richmond, I was like in my camper, and you were just like, "You're not gonna believe what just happened." <laughs> Shay's got these pesky auto payment things. She loses track of. I do. You know why? Because I am afraid to look. Hmm. I'm afraid to look. So like this this happened like a month ago where this tax payment come came out and it was like it affected my whole day because mm-hmm. I thought we had this much money we actually had this much money and it was devastating to me. Um you when you do something it's like it's like a blender exploding in your kitchen. And you're like, but I've been trying. I've been. I made dinner. But I just cleaned. I just cleaned it. I've been doing working so hard to like keep things in order here, and then it's just there's a disaster. And I know I'm yeah. not alone in this. I know I'm not alone in this. Yeah. I know like money stuff is like the biggest one of the biggest things that homemakers have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much you have. If you have a lot, you have to manage a lot. If you have a little, you have to learn how to make that go further than. Then right. you know you have to get creative with it. Anyway, uh, we—I told you—we use our like milking the cow time to like hash things out and go over yeah. things. And and we did that for the the couple days after that episode. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I want to get a handle on this. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. tighten things up, especially before I leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So I ended up printing up a budget for. See, I even hate the word budget. Um, for our personal and for our business and went through bank statements from the past few months and no i'm not kidding it got ugly there were receipts involved (laughs) calls to the bank (laughs) it was yucky guys did you have a highlighter a sexy oh yeah i did actually i had to borrow georgia's because i told myself if you think you're gonna go spend money at office depot and that's gonna solve this problem You got another thing coming. I have to have all the things. I I think I'm going to go spend money. I'm going to spend it so I can stop spending it. Organize (laughs) it. Organize it. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to talk about this today with just like setting priorities. But like, you know, our problem now isn't that we don't have enough to, to meet our needs. The problem now is like you have to be thinking about, but what is your what are you trying to do with your money? What are you trying yeah. to do with it? Um, I think a really common way you see this sort of played out, at least for the 
you know, like for the Christian who tithes, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's not enough money left at the end of the month to tithe 10%. It's like, well, there will never be. Because if you mm-hmm. make $3,000 a month and you don't have it, when you have $5,000, you are just going to spend it. And so mm-hmm. it, it literally, you have to kind of flip it and say, what do what am I trying to do with my money? Not how much money do right. I have and like, and what do I have to spend it on? It's like, what am I trying to do here? Am I trying to save for retirement? And am I trying yeah. to retire early? Am I trying to pay off my house? Am I trying to save for, save for a trip? Am I trying to set up savings for my kids? Am I trying to buy a new dishwasher? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? What are you tr- actually trying to do? That's mm-hmm. the hard part. Mm-hmm. Well, here's where I want to really, um, like, and you know, it's nothing is ever just the flip of a switch. It's a paradigm shift. And that involves a lot of, habit change and little subtle ticks you know we talked about the little rudder tick um you know I use the word picture of like when you are picking out an outfit like you if you're trying to develop your own style you want to make sure you're wearing the outfit the outfit's not wearing you you know that's Mm -hmm. when you usually feel silly is when you feel like a clown it's because it's it's wearing you and the thing about money for me is I want it to feel I want it to be that my money is working for me not that I'm working for my money Mm mm-hmm because the constantly working for it just feels so um, much like a hamster wheel and that you're not going to get anywhere. But when you start to get organized and dialed in, it's, that's like the reward. Oh, it's out there working for me. It's being saved for the new dishwasher. It's doing this for, for college or extra mm-hmm. payments on the mortgage. You know, it's the responsibility and... Um, actually looking at it and knowing what's going on that kind of flips it where you're not just always mm-hmm. running 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 mm-hmm. for it it's working for you instead of vice versa and those are the decisions that ultimately kind of create what sort of culture you're going to have around money in your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when we were working on our personal budget for example Stu and I had to sit down and say okay then how much do we need to earmark every month for birthdays mm-hmm. we have six birthdays that like we're responsible for buying gifts for each year how much then as a family what are birthdays going to look like right because how much you set aside is going to determine what that's going to look like mm-hmm. or how much do you set aside for christmas or how much do you set aside for new clothes and new shoes or fun right. things you know saving yeah. up for maybe a family trip or something right those because all those things are going to, like like let's it's so silly when we act surprised oh wait christmas is here again yeah and then we get you resentful know. yeah <laughs> we have to like account for it right it's like it only came 11 months ago <laughs> we have 11 months to figure it out yeah. yeah but that's the thing it's like those are the kind of decisions that shape the culture of your family Mm-hmm. So it's not unimportant. And if mom and dad are just stressed out all the time, or even if you don't have kids, if just mom is st- or the wife is stressed out, the husband's mm-hmm. stressed out, even if you live alone, if you're just constantly stressed out, that's creating a culture in your right. home right. around this thing that you actually do have control over. It's so easy to play the victim card here, and it's For way sure. easier. Oh, yeah. I, we had friends. I remember um, 
when Dave Ramsey first got popular, we had friends that went like hardcore. They had a really nice car. They sold it like a really nice car. They they went hardcore, paid off college debt, paid like changed houses. They went nuts. And we were kind of bitter. We're like, well, it's easy for you because you have money. Like you, you could have, have a nice car to sell. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, you can, you have a yeah. fighting chance at paying off debt because yeah. you go to Florida twice a year. So. Yeah. Boo-hoo for you. I mean, yeah. I remember just that sort of always wanting to, like, shift the blame. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, I, I've used the excuse for a long time. Like, oh, well, we're self-employed and it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It is. But that doesn't negate your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So. <sighs> I mean, it's. It's not fun, I'll tell you that, and it's also not instantaneous, right? Um, and that's so, the thing about money is the changes. Sometimes they take like five years to even <laughs> feel. They take a long time. We want yeah. like a total instant gratification. You might get your desk organized and your checkbook balanced. Do people still mm-hmm. balance their checkbook? I and, do uh, now. I know. I know. Now, I've done it for a week, <laughs> for ten days. <laughs> Since you've been gone. Go me. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really unsexy. Uh, like I talked about last week, the way I have it set up now is every Tuesday, I sit down with our bank. I pull up the last seven days of transactions. Mm-hmm. Are they correct? Is there any errors? Is there anything, you know? And I write them down on paper because I'm a loser like that. And I can't, things don't make sense to my brain unless I write it on paper. And some of them are expected expenses or expected deposits. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. my money came in from this this month like it normally does. Check that off. Here's what I expected it to be. Here's the actual amount. We're in the ballpark, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. Expenses come in. You can just say, like for our personal, for example, if... um, you know, we go to a clothing store and Georgia needs new jeans. Okay, well, we had earmarked this amount for clothes this month. That means we'd have to take this off that balance. And that gives mm-hmm. me my remaining amount. It's not mm-hmm. complicated. It's a little tedious. But if if we can kind of keep to this and be disciplined in this, then ultimately we can achieve some of what our financial goals are. Mm-hmm. Which is the point. That's that whole money working for you thing like you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, anyway. So that sort of then snowballed to, oh, this is just discipline. Oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and we've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but it's never not relevant. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. So... What are things that you have to be just disciplined in where the emotions don't always follow? Do you have something like that on your schedule that you account for each day? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things, but there's two things I'm pretty like robotron about. One is laundry and one is my workout. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I can stumble out of bed, you know, at 450 or 520 or whatever it is and like go to the laundry and push the buttons to get to get everything going for the day Mm -hmm. um I'm just 
if 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 younger me had seen older me with my laundry, I'd be shocked because I'm just I'm 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 locked. I just there's it doesn't pile up. It's there's always a machine going in out put away go like it's I'm super proud of it because I didn't used to be that way mm-hmm. years and years ago. It would just be like piles of mildew mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just and my excuse would be oh I was doing it in a dungeon with spiders and cobwebs and pipes dripping and just horrible you know um and sort of like with each house the laundry situation's gotten a little bit better each time mm-hmm. but but yeah uh laundry I'm super disciplined about and and working out mm-hmm. and it's just the same thing like I don't even think lace up the shoes go yeah, you Oof. don't think, do I want to do this today? No, this is not like we just. That's not a question we, we ask. Our, we right. a- ask right. ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, uh, going back to the laundry thing, we have a really set schedule where, okay, Juliet's laundry day is on Monday, and mm-hmm. she usually only has a load. She's little. We wash her sheets every Monday, so like that's just mm-hmm. on the schedule. It's like you don't miss it. Why? Because then she wouldn't have clean clothes. Or clean sheets for that week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after she's done, then I do a load of mine and Stewart's. Tuesdays is the boys. They have two loads. Just done. Wash their sheets. No big deal. Then you just know. It's just mm-hmm. accounted for. And it takes that off of your minds. Right. And you don't have to think on Sunday, oh, no, did I wash their church locks? Like, yeah. Because you did all their laundry on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, they did their laundry on Tuesday. But their mm-hmm. laundry got mm-hmm. done. Wednesdays right. is Georgia's, Thursdays is mine and Stuart's towels and sheets, and then I usually have another load of ours to do on Friday. So there's no laundry mm-hmm. on the weekends. No, no. And it's max two loads a day during the week, usually usually one, but mm-hmm. a couple times two. And that's it. It just, mm-hmm. it, it something that used to feel so big now is just, it's just a technique and a discipline. Now, if you don't do it for three days during the week, then all of a sudden you've big, got pretty fast. seven loads. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then you get behind really quickly. Right. Well, that's, you know, that speaks to the routine that we're going to talk or are talking about today is, um, you know, before we started talking, you talked about um, executing. I love that word. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really, really, um, you, t- you were talking about executing inspiration, but Really, so often when we are comparing ourselves or we look at someone else and perhaps it's not even a comparison, we just really admire the way they run the show or the way they do mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. It's their ability or their decision that's the, to execute. The movement is really the only difference, thing that separates us from them. You know, and we've talked mm-hmm. about on the show too about like thinking about your laundry, thinking about getting really good at your finances, think that is not doing. <laughs> you know, you can have the greatest thoughts and the greatest plans and Google spreadsheets if you're me, but but you actually have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a huge difference. Um, and so a lot of times the doing doesn't happen because our day is not set up for the doing to happen as far as our schedule goes, or um, the distractions that we let into our daily routine that lie to us, that tell us that we don't have the time to execute. I think that's a big, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what we talked about before we hit record was that 
inspiration is great. We're here to inspire you. Both of us, mm -hmm. that's what we do for a living. Right. <laughs> and I think that that cannot be understated. But if you don't have discipline to execute that inspiration, the inspiration becomes worthless. Mm -hmm. In fact, it becomes a little bit of a poison in your brain because you just think, oh, my family, they're just in the way of me living my dream of having this mm -hmm. house or, or cooking this food or being this way because I mean I hear yeah sorry no go ahead I hear that you know with in with interior design I don't know how you do it I don't know how you like come up with an idea and then and then you, you're showing us on Instagram or whatever um but I I also don't click around on Pinterest for five hours a night mm -hmm. you know that's not my that isn't doing mm -hmm. making boards and stuff on Pinterest and gathering ideas that isn't designing designing is actually hanging the curtain and measuring the room and and doing the physical like the action part of it mm -hmm. so it's all I think there's probably so 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 many things in the homemaker's life that maybe she wants to improve on or or whatever and it's it's just this one little thing stopping her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the lack of execution it's but, yeah and you can't you can't execute when you don't have the structure in place and again, mm -hmm. I know that this doesn't sound, you guys, fun. But what is fun is seeing the progress that you made from being able to execute your creative ideas, your inspiration, mm -hmm. your desires, mm -hmm. your dreams. Um, that is fun. And so uh, how we like to do it in our house, like we're just talking about like setting up the bones of schedules. Yeah. Is that okay. I have a sheet for each of each member of my family, myself included. And we've talked about this before. So let's say I have okay. Owens, who's my mm -hmm. almost 10 year old. Um, and it just says, Owen, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I print it landscape on mm -hmm. a piece of paper. And it has all the stuff that he has to account for each day. That includes things like making your bed cleaning your room, brushing your teeth and hair, getting dressed. Now, Owen and Will have chores outside. They're great farmhands, so they have to feed and water the chickens, feed and water the dogs and cats, feed and water the sheep every day. And mm -hmm. so that's all listed on there. They have to empty the dishwasher, put away the dishes, and they each have a room that they're assigned. So it says, clean up the dining room when asked. And I'll just say, it's time to do your room, and they know what that means. Right. Then it has their school on it. It has their schoolwork. So math. And I'll manually with my like hand write in what lesson they're on that day mm -hmm. so that he doesn't have to come to ask me, what, what, do I, what am I doing today? He, it's all, right. all his school stuff is just listed out. Here's your math. Here's your Latin. Here's your English grammar. And he just knows exactly what to do for that. That saves a lot of time for me because I'll just say, go grab your charts. And it'll say if it's their day to change their sheets, if it's their laundry day, it's all listed out for the week. The great thing about that is that you can look at the schedule for the week and just say, okay, we'd like to have somebody over for dinner. What night works well for that? Or Owen would like to go to the range, you know, to mm -hmm. shoot a target. What day works well for that? And you can just look at your sheet in whole and say, okay, we'd like to schedule some fun. What days are going to be good for that? And it gives, it's able, you're able to like take a bird's eye view 
of of the space and say it helps you to prioritize what's going to be added on there and then what's going to have to take away knowing how much time you have right and then you're not you know underestimating your days and overestimating them either which is yeah for somebody like me who likes to cram as much into a day as possible as far as what I do sometimes I can get to 245 and go oh it's not going to happen is it mm-hmm. these yeah it's not going to work mm-hmm. um and it sound it can sound uh what is the word stringent maybe um but you know we we talk about being the ceo of our home mm-hmm. so it doesn't make you neurotic to have your family's schedule planned out down to the teeth brushing mm-hmm. i mean that's how we train little people to for time even time management you know then they grow up knowing okay it takes x amount of time to get school done it takes mm-hmm. x amount of time to run a load of laundry and get my sheets back on my bed yep yeah yeah um, I think there's actually just great freedom in this. Um, I think there's a ton of freedom in yeah. scheduling. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, with Stuart's permission, because we were dealing with some of this stuff, I made one for him as well. And we sat down together. Like, what are the things that you're wanting to get done? And mm-hmm. then and then you're able to disperse them evenly so that it all doesn't fall on Tuesday or at all. These two big heavy things don't fall on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so... The great thing is, is that you know it's all accounted for. And so you can then spend, if you if you finish everything on your list on Monday, you know the priorities are met. And that's the thing. What's listed on, on your schedule, those are your priorities. It's like for our family, it's school and uh, work. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things we have to do. We have to do them. <laughs> right. And... We have to feed the animals. Like you can't skip that. Yeah, that's not an option. It it is a priority that those that those things be met. Now, once those are done, you can do whatever you want. I always tell my kids, mm-hmm. like, get your list done. I don't care. Go play outside. Yeah. Go play with trucks. Go draw. Go read Calvin and Hobbes. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you have freedom. Calvin and Hobbes. You have freedom to do any number of things, and that's liberating. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not constantly mom being like, oh, we'll do this and do this and then do this because now I'm behind on laundry and, and now we're going to mm-hmm. have to do three loads and then you're going to have to put it away. And then that work just piles up for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one of those things that doesn't make sense until you execute it and then you're like, oh, this is what makes sense. I think the workout thing is a great thing. I always go back to what Darla said. Darla is Angela's cousin. She's also super fit. And she's like, <laughs> like, yeah, super fit. Um, super. You think anyone's going to give you that time? No. You got to fight for it. You got to just take it. And I always yeah. think and, about that. Mm-hmm. Every workout. <laughs> because I do like to work out. I like to get school done, get all of my work obligations done. And the kitchen's usually a mess at this point, and the homeschool table's usually a mess, and I usually put on my workout clothes, and I'm like, I'm going to go throw down for 45 minutes, and I'll come back mm-hmm. out and deal with all this, and I'll be in a much better frame of mind because I'm going to go blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to take that. I got to walk away from everything else knowing that we've met our priorities for those days. We've met our needs, and then I can just go enjoy it. Um, do you think 
and we can talk about the cursed little computers that we all carry around all day. Let's talk about. But that. do you? Th- but do you think aside from those, they they easily they easily get the blame, right? But are there other um, distractions that the homemaker has that time wasters, or do you think that's mm-hmm. just oh. the monopoly? Okay, yeah, I think phones obviously are are a massive. They are a massive player in this, but I also think that just kind of apathy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You know, you just kind of walk around. You're not sure what to do. And you know why you're not sure? It's because you're looking for your emotions to say, you know what? I'm super motivated to mop my kitchen floor right now. I'm feeling it. Get it, girl. Mm. Uh, And I'm just, yeah, I think (laughs) I'm going to do it right now. Uh, That's not going to come. It might come every once in a while. Maybe. Um, But, okay, so, so here's an example of, you know, if we're talking about scheduling, Mm-hmm. I don't have time on my schedule. If I want to spend any time outside with doing the amount of school that we have to do now with the ages that our kids are, if I want to be outside on the weekends and do fun stuff, which I do, I want to be out in my garden on Saturday. That's like a work outside farm day to me. Yes. Um, yes. I don't want to be inside doing laundry. So, okay, that means I need to get all my laundry done Monday through Friday. Okay, that's scheduled. Done. School needs mm-hmm. to be done. Okay, Monday through Friday, got that scheduled. We're going to make sure we meet that every day. Okay, fine. That's accounted for. Work stuff, same thing. House cleaning, same thing, y'all. And here's the thing. If you look at my weekly schedule, there's no eight-hour chunk for house cleaning. Right. I mean, if you're talking about actually cleaning, washing fly poop off windows, scrubbing toilets, mopping floors, sucking up dust bunnies, you know, dusting shelves, like like cleaning not picking up mm-hmm. that's done like four times a day i'm talking about cleaning so when do you when so so if you look at your schedule my schedule there's no there's no space for it so my solution to that was to let go of my pride that says i want all my house clean at one time and i want to be able to enjoy it and life is perfect and i had oh to talk gosh. to myself this was after much yeah. prayer and frustration and i said is the goal to have a perfect house for 20 minutes because you know that's how long it's going to last. Right, Or is the goal to have a clean house that you can enjoy, that you know is tended to and taken care of well? Watering the house plants, like putting stuff back where it belongs so it doesn't get broken, all these things. So the way that I break it up is that I just give myself a room or a couple rooms each day on my Mm -hmm. list. I do this after the morning of work and the morning of school, we're usually done with that by mid-afternoon. Okay, well, that let's say I've got an hour then before I need to make dinner or an hour and a half. So you'll take 2 to 3.30 and yeah. detail the living room or exactly. something? Or, okay, okay. Exactly. So Mondays are my living room. We have a fairly small house, so this is manageable for me. Mondays is, yeah. my, <laughs> is my living room. Um, Tuesdays is bathrooms and mine and Stuart's bedroom. Wednesdays is the kids' room and the dining room. And then Thursdays, the office. Fridays, the kitchen. So here's the great thing about that is like it never looks perfect all at one time, but it builds and it's like clean and it and it extends the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything gets hit every week. So if like we want to have company over, like we had friends over for supper last Friday and it was like, 
We had to kind of just do a quick 10-minute sweep through the house, but I knew everything was clean. You know, it had been, like, I knew that there wasn't major issues going on because it had all been attended to. Um, And it all just goes back to what we've been saying of, like, this is an emotional thing. This isn't, like, a, I'm really great at housekeeping thing. This is just, like, I just have to show up every day and just do what's on my list. And if I just do that, then I don't have to worry about if things are getting done. I don't have to worry about yeah. if the bills are getting paid. I don't have to worry about if the sheets are getting washed. I don't have to worry about if the grocery order is going in because that's all on the schedule. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hello homemakers, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties, it's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month, which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of old world inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Yeah, I do think there's just this constant fight. Maybe it's my personality. Might just be me. <laughs> um, but it, this constant fight to to not believe the lie like that someday you're going to arrive. Someday everything will be organized and it will stay organized. Someday yeah. there won't be stink bugs on my windowsill. You know, like that like it's just going to like magically sync up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is. I think it's like you said, it's about just showing up and doing a little bit at, at, at a time. And th- the emotions part of it, what you just said about like, you know, you and I are business women. So we've talked to other business women and coached other women on this as well in that 
if you are waiting for some sort of chemical release in your body mm-hmm. to where you feel like doing something, you're losing. Mm-hmm. You are missing out. That ship is never going to sail. And when it does, it is inconsistent and it just takes one glass of spilled milk or and that ship sinks. You know, like when we wait for our emotions to prompt us into action, that is for me very a very scary mm-hmm. arena mm-hmm. to function with it it can also be really scary for your family yes <laughs> anyone <laughs> yes they anyone don't within arms they don't know who they're gonna get they don't know are they gonna get yeah dr jekyll or mrs hyde like are we are we mm-hmm. Scrubbing the floor with a toothbrush today, mom? Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are we using the Swiffer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, which one do we get today? Which you do we get today? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. We just, we can spend and consume a lot of our mental energy, of which there is a limited amount, mm-hmm. contemplating, well, okay, I've got this two free hours and what should I do? And like, we're trying to just do this on the spot thinking and processing and prioritizing and that's, that's that that leads to that decision like i'm pointing my pen at you that yeah, decision fatigue exactly. that we've talked about and that comes in with the kids like well why would you make your husband a list why would you make yourself or your your poor little eight-year-old boy why would you why would you do that to him uh so you can stop thinking all day long yeah and having to answer questions and make decisions and figure out when to pull what trigger yeah yeah it's freedom it is. It really is freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a reason that Dave Ramsey calls his, his like, intro financial freedom. Right. It sounds like I'm not free at all. It sounds like you're making me budget every penny and, like, I can't just spend on what I want anymore. But it is freedom when you're just like, this is how we're allocating. This is how we're prioritizing. And I don't really care what you do. It's your family. Like, you get to decide. These are what mm-hmm. your prior- these are what our priorities are as a family. And you get to choose that. Even if you live alone. These are my priorities. But when you think about 5 years down the road, how do what's how's what on your what's on your calendar, what's on your schedule right now? Where does that lead you in 5 years? Mhm. Because when my kids get older and more opinionated and more independent, that decision fatigue for me is only going to get harder. Mom, can I go do this? Mom, can I go see this friend? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> can someone yeah. come in and make oh, these decisions Oh, I get that like, starting at like 8, 10 in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've been invited over to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. and even things like that. Is today a good day for our plate? It's like, get out your sheet. Let's look. You tell me. You yeah. tell me. Yeah. What else is mm-hmm. on here? What else is on here? And I'll tell you, kids like to know what's coming. They like to know what to expect. Yeah. Probably some in your family more than others. There are some sure. that are probably super geared up that way. Sure. Yeah. They're ones that are always bombarding you with the questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think um, there's probably different categories for how how you're prioritizing things so for example your laundry isn't shaping you really like into the type of person you want to be in five years your laundry is just an act of discipline to maintain a healthy and thriving home Mm -hmm. whereas 
you're working out, you're like, in five years, I want to have strong bones, have strong muscles, be in good shape, sleep well, move well. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you're actually, you are kind of doing it for the future. Right. Right. Laundry, you're you're kind of doing it for the past. (laughs) This happened. Now Mm -hmm. we got to clean it up so that we can carry on. Um. I think about that. So a couple of the things on my list every day are um, I practice my Italian for 30 minutes a day. And I'll tell you some days I don't want to because it does hurt my brain. It's hard to think in another language. Yeah. It's really difficult. And some days it comes really naturally. And some days it's like my brain is just like, no, we, sh- we won't do that. <laughs> But I keep thinking in five years, you're either going to have practiced Italian for 30 minutes a day, which you will learn from. No matter how Mm -hmm. slow you go, you will learn Mm -hmm. over the course of time. Or you're going to be where you are now. And it sounds so stinking elementary and ridiculous to say it like that, but it's true. Right. And same could be said for working out. Or like... Or anything. Or yeah, or like, you know, Bible reading. It's like... That is on my list every day. I don't think about it. I don't think, do I feel emotionally led (laughs) to do this? I just think, you're just going to show up. You're just going to read this amount, no questions asked. And Mm -hmm. in five years, you're going to have gone through the Bible three more times. So like, that's going to have shaped the person that you are right? over the course of that time. And that's like with a little 10-minute discipline. Yeah, and and make no mistake, everything's shaping you. (laughs) Yeah. Whether it's your time on Facebook, you know, everything is shaping you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should should touch on that. Okay. Like, this is hard. But when you look at the end of... At the end of the week, like, what was your average screen time? Mm-hmm. And and this is one of those things that we don't like to see, you guys. And I'm not saying you're not even doing... Like, I listen to my Bible app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, like, that counts as screen time. You can... So, don't just look at that. Look at your apps. What apps are you using? And it'll show you. This is how many minutes this week you spent on Facebook. This is how many you spent on YouTube. This is how many you spent on Instagram. And I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong amount. You can spend whatever amount of time you want. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is if you are trying to set a schedule and trying to set a pattern of growth and trying to become a better manager of these times and take care of business when it comes to your schedule, then you're going to have to uncover the dragon and actually deal with where your time is going. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to just face it. And it'll only be ugly for a little bit of time. And then it will be really free. Right. Well, and you get momentum too. Because you're like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know I had so much time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had time to do X, Y, Z. Or, or, you know, maybe, you know, we I know we've got moms with like a million small kids listening. And they, they don't have a lot of time. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of time there. Okay. Let's be yeah. real. But sometimes... Um, the phone and what we are exposed to on the phone sets our tone for us. Ugh. And moms with small kids in particular, 
there's already a lot of little small people trying to set the tone for you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of, um, I mean, I, there, I love babies and small kids. I Don't get me wrong, I love small people. Um, but they are challenging, and they, they're very demanding. And so that can leave you at the end of the day, like, feeling very empty and drained. So I do think it's really important to guard against other things that would drain whether it's yeah. envy or news headlines that you did not need to see that have no effect on your life yeah. in reality. or You know, I think it's, you need to be really protective of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't live your life through somebody else's life. You right. are in your situation with your people and your circumstances and your job, your duty is to do the best that you can right there. It's not to escape hmm it's to do your best right there yeah and that's good news and that's a good you know the the not to escape thing that's that's a really good uh litmus test so if you ever do like a technology fast or even some sort of um let's say like a diet restriction like say you're going to fast you're going to uh what's the trend called intermittent fast intermittent fasting okay okay you catch on really quick, come 4.45, how much of the eating you do is emotional. <laughs> you know, you, those when you start doing like pairing things back, that does really expose how much you're functioning off your emotions and not true discipline or need. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. an eye opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it. It will strengthen you as a person. It will strengthen you as a homemaker. It will strengthen you as a spouse, as a mother, Mm -hmm. as a homeschooler, as a farmer. Whatever hats you're wearing, there is no no situation in which discipline doesn't benefit you and those around you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it truly is. Your self-discipline is a way to love the people around you a lot better. And and you're responsible for you, okay? You're responsible for your children, obviously. But let's say you have a husband who's not, like, jumping all over the list bandwagon. Maybe he's not interested in your brand of self-discipline. <laughs> now you need to have even more. Yeah. Because you, you can't – this is not about controlling everyone. Right. This is about you. Personal responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Start mm-hmm. there. Start there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's cue the wine music and then okay. let's jump over into the QA part some, of some the Q&As. podcast. Um, we encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. This is where you can shop for very beautiful. Uh, like eight words just <laughs> eight words just smorgasbord into my brain it was like <laughs> beautiful unfiltered lively <laughs> organic um all kinds of wonderful wines that dry farms has gone around the world and sourced from small farms and boxed up and delivered to your doorstep um we got some interesting emails about wine in the last couple of weeks one of which was from a wine grower 
words. Sorry. Uh, maker. Thank you. A winemaker mm-hmm. from a town called Walla Walla, which is a really popular wine growing region here in Washington State, where I live. And she says, hey, there's natural wineries here. And we've got great wine here. And I responded back to her. I'm sure that you do. This is, <laughs> But Dry Farms really does the work of, um, of going out and finding all of them and bringing them to you. And so this isn't like this is the only, um, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm really struggling yeah. here. It's not like these are the only wines that are grown this way, but they have done a lot of work in saying we have incredibly high standards. Very few places meet those standards. And we're going to do the work of making sure they meet them, quality testing them, importing them, and then boxing them up and delivering them to your doorstep. So they take just a lot of the legwork out for you so that you can just enjoy these beautiful wines and not have to go around and say, well, you know, how do you, what yeast do you use? (laughs) Tell me about your (laughs) irrigation methods and, you know, uh, which is not very fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. I got to tell you guys, we just had our first harvest of wine grapes. We grow Zinfandel wines right now. And we ended up with about 32 gallons of wine from our press, our very first pressing from our teeny little chunk of land, which is about 125 bottles. That's very exciting. And we're going straight up. We're going straight up dry farms on this. We didn't. We're not going to pasteurize it. We're not pitching it with anything. We didn't add any sugar, any additives. Um, and so I'm really excited to see what we end up with. It could go bad. Natural winemaking can go bad. Yes. <laughs> it's risky. It's risky, which is why they do it in small batches. Yes. So it's not so, so volatile. Yes. Yeah. So three bottles, six bottles, 12 rosé orange orange right now i know i keep seeing there oh beautiful beautiful orange wines sparkling mm-hmm. red white you name it and uh if it's your first order you're going to get a bottle for a penny so this is really you know me i'm like always thinking in advance schedule wise it's october this is where you start ordering a few extra so you always mm-hmm. have them for hostess gifts for the holidays you always have them for your parties yep extra for parties so i always actually think what thinking what a nice gift it would be to give a friend a bottle of their sparkling wines they do a little Mm -hmm. trio three bottles of sparkling wines and it would be such a beautiful gift for a birthday that would be a great thing to have on hand to give as gifts well and just when it comes i'm like a packaging you know i love perfume packaging i love packaging when it comes you know they've got Mm -hmm. the beautiful literature and stickers and yep. all the fun things yeah like today is a good day yeah yep okay all righty let's jump in to the q a all right i have a handful here okay uh some of them are really fun on busy homeschool mornings what is your favorite go-to breakfast something that everyone loves my boys are sick and tired of eggs mm. that does happen on the farm yep eggs again yep yeah. we're actually out of eggs uh, so our chickens are kind of done laying for a little bit okay right now um and so i tend to lean really heavily into einkorn made breads because they do have a good amount of protein in them so mm-hmm. there is no breakfast that makes my family happier than homemade sourdough bagels and so yeah 
They're really oh my not. Gosh, they love it. They're not super complicated. I mix them up the night before. Again, you want to talk about discipline. We could talk about discipline in the kitchen. That is another episode. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you can spend five minutes making something right now the night before and have something in the morning. Yeah. And everyone will be happy. So sourdough bagels for sure. And then I'll just serve them with, you know, cold pieces of ham, cream cheese, dried fruit. So everyone can kind of make their own little breakfast plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll usually try to double or triple the batch that we can have them for two or three days. That makes yes, everyone very I, happy. Yeah, because if you're going to go through the effort, make extra. Mm-hmm. That's a, a definite rule with baked goods. Um we are my family likes scones mm-hmm. so they like it when I make scones mm-hmm. <laughs> and um they're big they love pancakes mm. in fact I just got alerted this morning that it is uh at Costco it is the season where they bring out the um the maple syrup that's been aged in whiskey barrels mm-hmm. and it's so delicious mm-hmm. so I get told to stock up every year on that oops and um, there's just something about mom having breakfast ready that makes the people so happy. The other morning, uh, I wasn't the other night. I wasn't feeling good at all, and I knocked together an oatmeal bake and stuck it in the cooler overnight. And they got up, and breakfast was ready. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. It's done." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's really pleasurable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bacon too. Breakfast meats. Always bacon. Um, bacon or you know sausage. Make little sausage patties or. Um, a lot of times I'll just try to put out stuff where everyone can kind of pick and choose. A couple here's a couple of different proteins, a couple of different maybe fruits. Here's maybe some yogurt, like and let people right. kind of assemble what they're in the mood for because that does change. <coughs> and that tends to keep people pretty happy. So that's kind of my go to during school. Yep. Okay. Uh let's see here favorite homemaking quotes that keep you keep close to your heart for motivation (laughs) um okay i'll tell you too okay not just not necessarily homemaking um i love it when monty don says don't be precious about it yeah i say that to myself so often it's a fabulous expression it applies so much during the day especially when you're just trying to get something done yep don't be precious about it and then i never get it right but what did jennifer say last time ship the ship your ship comes in on still waters yeah but the other one (laughs) about affecting me yeah i love the ship on still waters oh um i don't like this will not affect me i will i will not be moved i will not be moved you will not move me Something like that. She's coming it back really, this season. She'll tell us. It was. It's really profound. I shall not be moved. Thy things shall not move like, me. This, does, this does not affect me or something like that. I'm not affected by this. Whatever. Okay. Jen. <laughs> okay. Well, here's one that kind of keeps going in mind. This is very unholy, but this is where we're at. Yeah. Usually the stuff <laughs> that goes through my mind is a little bit more crass than the show wants to hear. <laughs> Just so you know. I told you guys about Marcus Philly that I follow. And like, this was really, somebody asked him the question, like, how do you stay motivated to work out? And he's like, F, motivation. It's discipline. Right. And mm-hmm. those were his words, not mine. Um, but I think about that. They're I'm like, now. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't look for the motivation. I'm telling you, 
Yeah. My mom. It will fail you every. I mean, it will fail you. Yeah. Okay. What do you. How many times a month do you really have that like, oh, I'm going to take life yeah. by the horns feeling? Come on. My like, mom knew very well as a homemaker how to capture. How to capture the emotion. But she, girl didn't like. She. I shouldn't say she captured it. She created it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was so good at taking a situation and and making it be what she wanted it to be, even if yeah. it wasn't. You know what I mean? Love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about that a lot. It's like, it's not about motivation. Mm-hmm. You're in charge here. You're the homemaker. So like, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Just make whatever it is. Just make it happen. Um, I also think about, uh, there's this really, really, in a more holy, more holy uh, thing. There's a, um, who said this? I think it was John Calvin. I'm pretty sure it was John Calvin. And we talked about this a few seasons ago, but he has this really great quote on manning your post. And he says, mm-hmm. essentially, the Lord has called you to a post. Your job is to man that post faithfully for God's mm-hmm. glory until he either takes it from you or takes you mm-hmm. from it rather or removes you from that post. So basically until you die, until he, you know, literally like pulls you from the post or assigns you something else, mm-hmm. your job is not to change the post. Your job is not to like strive to get a different post. Your job is not to escape the post that you've been given. Your job is to stand there firm and say, this is my God-given post, and I will be here until that is not true, and I will do it for God's glory. And um, I talk to Audrey about this all the time. Audrey is a friend of mine whose dear, sweet daughter died of brain cancer a year and a half ago, and this is her post. This, this quote has given her so much comfort because she's like, I stopped trying to solve the problem. I tro- stopped trying to escape the pain. I, you know, this isn't something to to get out of because you you can't. You know, the, the pain of losing a child is is undeniable and inescapable and uncurable, frankly, even for those with hope um, in something more. And so this quote was great comfort to her of just like you stand here at this post that the Lord has given you. You don't have to understand why you're there. That's not your job. Your job is to just stand firm and faithful in that post. And I think about that all the time with homemaking. Yeah. Here you because, uh, yeah. How many how many homemakers are looking for an escape? Whether all of it us. is the dopamine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dopamine hit from a, yeah. a social media grabbing the phone or, you know. Yeah. One too many glasses of wine at four thirty while you're making dinner, yeah. or uh-huh. like, oh, I'm just gonna run out and do a little shopping. Yeah, you know, you're. It's really easy. Instead of being responsible for our routines and our schedules, like we talked about today, to like try to find an escape, and that's what I was mentioning when I was saying like, if you're intermittent fasting, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, when I when I go for a snack at seven forty five, it's not because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, I just got that last kit down and, dang it, I just deserve something for myself. And, you know, it's emotional. Mm-hmm. You're looking for an escape. I, The manning your post goes through my head a lot mm-hmm. during the day. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this 
grounding like no come back and come back right here right here keep chopping the vegetable right here focus right here (laughs) it's like it can give you a deep pleasure in your work and relief and relief I, i don't have to keep figuring things out right here there is there's so much mental rest Mm-hmm. That comes from just like, I just don't, I'm not, I don't have to even think <laughs> about this. I just need to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And you, you then, if you layer in some discipline, like we've been talking about, um, that puts you in a really wonderful position in your home. Okay, what's next? Okay. Um, this is just very lighthearted. Okay, this is fun, and I think we got one sort of similar to this. Okay. Like the queen or Monty is coming over, and so here's kind of along those lines: is someone you don't know very well is suddenly coming over for dinner tonight. You have three hours. Okay, nothing is defrosted. What do you make? Okay, here's what I would make. I would make fish uh because we eat a lot of salmon most people like salmon i always keep portions we actually have a new sponsor which you guys are hearing their ad today for the first time alaska gold yeah i have been this is like, the fish shay and <laughs> literally. i literally been eating for years years this and years the best and yeah. their individual portions of fish mm-hmm. they're freezer packed so and they defrost in 10 minutes in a bowl of warm water so i'll yes. run out to the freezer I'll run inside. I'll get a hot bowl of water going. I'll put them in there. And by the time I've assembled the rest of the ingredients, they're ready to go. Because you can put those on the grill. That's something fun to do. Or you can put them in the oven. That's easy to do. You can sprinkle them with almost anything. If you've got a teriyaki sauce, great. If you've just got salt and pepper and cream, great. If you've got fresh herbs, great. great. Then I would throw Mm -hmm. together probably like an Instapot of rice or some sort of like rice pilaf and some sort of vegetable side so depending on what i have like a cabbage slaw or even just a plate of different pickles and fermented vegetables and that kind of a thing mm-hmm. um that's probably would be one of my go-to's or i would do like a giant pot of pasta <laughs> yeah yeah yep yeah i'd probably do pasta because i don't love the way fish smells okay when people come over sure in my kitchen i usually have no stew cook it outside on the grill yeah, the little pass the pla- the packets. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know I'm very weird yeah, about, about smell. <laughs> smells. When I like the come smell over. of fish. Um, okay, so can I talk about that just for a second? Because I do think that this yeah. is important for the homemaker. I do okay. think having accessible food at the ready is really important because, given your best effort, there's going to be nights when you still forget to have meat pulled out. So. Yeah. Here's what, here was what I talked to myself. When I was going through my food budget, okay. it's all going full circle. <laughs> when I was going through my food budget, I thought, you need to go to the store and you need to buy boxes of beautiful pastas that make you feel really inspired to cook. And I did. I went and bought 10 boxes and they were about $10 a piece. They were these really beautiful ancient grain Sicilian pastas. And I put them down in my root cellar and I'm like, each of those is a pound, which is how much I would cook for my family. You can put them with anything, you know, pasta. It could be remnants of cheese. It could be herbs. It Mm -hmm. could be just butter, whatever. That act has, like, saved me from any sort of takeout situation. Because if you have a beautiful box of pasta that you want to eat, 
and you can pair it with almost anything in your fridge or freezer, you've just got frozen peas or whatever, you can make something from that that actually can save you in those moments. That's how I feel about my fish in the freezer. That's like fast food. Mm-hmm. Same with shrimp. I love shrimp. I love it, love it, love it. I love to eat it. I love to cook it. You can do anything with it. I always keep a bag in the freezer. Oh, it's, yeah. there's nothing better than not knowing what to do for dinner and being like, oh yeah, I have a pound of shrimp in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I can just cook it like that. We can make tacos. Uh, I make a really good shrimp frittata, shrimp salad, like My point is having the things on hand that your family needs in those emergency moments can save you from being like, oh, we'll just go run, get Indian takeout. And then it's $125. It's like all of a sudden the 15 pound bag or the $15 bag of shrimp makes a lot more sense financially. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do that. So with baked goods, I always make extra. Yes. And that's that's a great thing I love to have extra baked goods and get them out hot cup of coffee you know you're set um I'm not a big batch when my kids were smaller you know and I was like always pregnant (laughs) the month before I would deliver Uh I would always just make just ginormous amounts of food for the freezer I don't really do that anymore I haven't done that for years well for this trip I made everything for them they didn't have to lift a finger took me about a month of just any time I found a pocket of time or carved out a pocket of time, I made food, put it in the freezer, made it, put it in the freezer. Um, I made so much they didn't even eat it all. And then when I got home, I got sick. And I was able to go to that freezer. I'm like, oh, food is ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, duh. You should probably knock together five or six extra meals a month and put them away for busy days, for things that don't work out as planned mm-hmm. impromptu company mm-hmm. it was a light bulb moment the yep. other day well this is rather convenient yep. to pull out a gallon of soup when i'm swamped right yeah yeah things mm-hmm. that freeze well or even just cooking right. extra meat so you have meat for tacos you know mm-hmm. something that you could throw together it doesn't even have to be the full meal just my mom will do that she's like a big salad eater and she'll do at the beginning of the week, she does all the bacon, all the hard-boiled eggs. She, like, gets everything, mm-hmm. and then it's all in little containers in her fridge. And yeah. Yep. All righty. Uh, what did date night look like when you had littles? Were you consistent with a regular date night with the baby at home, mm-hmm. or did it get set aside during that time? First time mom and my husband and I are trying to figure out what date night looks in this season of life with a baby. Thanks, ladies. You inspired me a bit. <laughs> we inspire her. Thanks, so one, Lydia. One baby. Um, she got yeah, one baby. So, Lydia, yeah, we were with the small, small, small kids. Like we were just, we didn't go out. Yeah. I was, uh, I always had a kid on the boob. <laughs> Going out was not an option. There was no nobody was taking a bottle. Um, so our date night looked like getting them to bed, and this would be. Um, it was a big splurge, um, but we would get Thai takeout and, and Netflix. And we'd pull the sofa out. We'd rearrange the whole living room, pull the sofa up right in front of the computer that we had on a desk and prop our feet up on the desk. And it was modest. We didn't get a lot of food. We got some crab rangoon and maybe a curry fried rice or something and a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. That was like I had it to look forward to all week. And we would time it. 
you know, the baby would wake up like 9.30 or whatever for the last feeding of the night. So we'd start like at 7. And we had that two and a half hours of just Mm -hmm. decompressing. Mm Mm-hmm. Ours was very similar. And I really didn't remember that until I read her comments. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love that memory. Yeah, I can I can distinctly yeah. remember eating curry in our bedroom. Oh, and and yeah. at this time, Netflix <laughs> was like the kind of Netflix that you got on CDs. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So we would like, oh. it would come on Friday, you know? It was yeah, like, yeah. put the CD you in the time it just right so you could make sure you had them. <laughs> right. I don't know if you youngins remember that, but like, that's how Netflix <laughs> like, used what? to work. Um, and so, yeah, very similar. Now, when the kids got a little bit older, and granted, we had like four and five years, so it was like, you know, wh- I was going to say wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But then I was like, is that an appropriate saying? I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, we did have a babysitter who we hired, and her name was Miss Taylor, and she would come on Wednesdays midweek, and she would just hang out with the littles, and she would bring coloring stuff and puzzles and like did all the crafty stuff that I never really wanted to do with them and she would come and hang out with them we would go to a really early dinner like we were old people like we would eat it like <laughs> surf and turf crowd <laughs> 445 or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was that same thing it was like well we have to be home to feed the baby by this time and so it was mm-hmm. like nurse right before you left leave right. and then get back in time to like yeah. to do it but it was exactly when they were toddlers and and there was just a lot more activity and a lot more physical need in that mm-hmm. way and there were so many more of them we did we made a huge financial sacrifice we let go of a lot of things so that we could go out to I dinner this. once a week you guys started going out I was like wow that is impressive and I yeah. remember that that was a long time ago it like was years ago yeah, yeah and this this went on for well Juju was a baby when we stopped so this went on for a couple maybe 18 months or two years and it was massive we spent a lot of money at like our two mm-hmm. favorite restaurants but for us, it was just a real opportunity to be able to to do that. And it was a time where I felt comfortable leaving the kids. I was kind of weird about that when they were babies, you know, as some, mm-hmm. some moms are. So anyway, I do think date night is incredibly important. And I think you should prioritize giving your spouse undivided attention as best you can mm-hmm. at any cost, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And those nights where you just want to sleep because you're so tired. That's usually, you know, just saying. Is that code for give it up, girlfriend? Yeah, give it up, yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> We've got time for one more? Yes, one more. Then I got to go This is actually making me laugh. This is Abby over on Instagram. Okay. And I'm seeing her picture up a few ticks from other things she sent us. I was in this tiny, tiny little boutique. Um on uh, the Ile de Saint-Louis in Paris and guess what they were selling? I don't know. Denim jumpers. No. Are they coming back? <laughs> no. There was just like, you know, they just had an assortment of crazy Ugh. things and I pulled one out and I was like, oh, bleep, no. <laughs> I just let it go. You gotta be kidding me. It made me laugh out loud though. Um, okay, so she said this kind of, we sort of like skimmed this a little bit. How do you guys celebrate your children's birthdays? Okay, uh, we want to want to make it special. We want to make it a special day without getting crazy overboard. And Love I really resonate with the crazy overboard because I think that's sort of right when I became yep. a parent was when people just started going hog nutty 
like on yeah. especially on birthdays that like child can't even remember and i just thought i want nothing to do with that yep circus uh it terrified me so i'll tell you what we decided this is this okay. is personal so it feels a little weird but we decided as a family that we will spend $200 per kid per birthday. Yep. So that's about right where we fall. That includes, that does not include food. I let them choose the right. meals for the day. And that makes them feel, when you're in a big family and you get to choose breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you feel like a mm-hmm. royalty. <laughs> you're yes. like, we're having yes. pancakes and bacon because I said so. Um, for all three. I have some that are like, yeah. I just want it all. No, I have some, you know, with the wet burrito thing in our family, I have some that they want wet burritos for breakfast. Great. Like, do it. You're the king for the okay. day. <laughs> right. Um, that's really fun. And we keep them very mm-hmm. modest. So we, I will get their presents before. I will wrap them all up. I decorate our little dining rooms. That's what they walk out from their bedroom into the dining room. So when they come out mm-hmm. in the morning, there's streamers and balloons yep. and it's, it's literally streamers and balloons. That's the full thing. And their presents are there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is what we are budgeting. That feels appropriate. Our children are not in need of anything. They have been very mm-hmm. blessed. I want them to practice gratitude. I also love them. And I relish the idea of being able to celebrate them. So it's it can mm-hmm. be both. It can be both. Um, and then we don't do friend birthdays. <laughs> we don't. A lot of times Nan and Papa... My mom and dad will mm-hmm. come over for dinner and sometimes we'll do something fun. Like we'll go to the river or we'll go visit a friend or we'll go do something. Mm-hmm. It's really, yep. really simple. Yep. So we we come in right at about 200, maybe two to 300. It depends on the needs, you know, the yeah. bigger they get. Yeah. So they're <laughs> challenging. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes to food. Uh, I There's a few things I do. So I'll decorate their room while they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So they wake up to like streamers and stuff kind of hanging on them and everything. And then the dining room has always got streamers. It's really hard to find balloons here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of hasn't happened since we moved here. Mm. The pig is out of helium. So Oh, we just blow them up no. ourselves and they just fall on the floor. <laughs> They're not real balloons. <laughs> My kids blow them up. I'm like, if you want balloons, you guys can blow them up for your siblings. Um, and it's nice now because all the kids, they're into it. So yeah. they handle I get to do the bedroom decorations and the kids do the crepe paper and yeah. the dining room or whatever and we have a big um mirror or chalkboard and I always do some sort of like art on there for them yeah so or I yeah so I'll like write you know happy birthday and whatever character or whatever thing they're into that year I'll draw it and try to make that special um and then if they want to go somewhere like we'll do that so if they if they want pancakes for breakfast, but then they want to go to their favorite pizza place as their main meal, then then we will actually go out to eat, mm-hmm. which is quite decadent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's lovely. I think that's mm-hmm. a great balance. And then of if both. they're bigger, I have like I sing my I tuck my kids in and I sing their little batch of songs. So the bigger they are, the more like special that mm-hmm. is. Like, does mama get to sing your songs tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, because I obviously I'm not doing that for them on a nightly basis. So. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's it's very, sweet. very traditional. Yeah. Yeah. They are precious. I know we have a lot of young moms listening and they're like, Ugh, can't even think about that kind of stuff. It is very precious and very wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it will get sweeter and it will get easier. I promise. So <laughs> keep going. 
Okay, make sure you follow okay. us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Visit hotrugs.net or Annabelle over on House of Tokumen at Instagram. While you're there, check out those beautiful heirloom rugs that she has. Um, dry Farm yeah, Wines. Go open mine.com. Second, we're done. Forward slash Homemaker Chic is where you can get those beautiful wines delivered right to your doorstep. And I think that's it for us. So I think that's okay. It. Carry on. Would love to hear yeah. how the discipline's going, by the way. Make sure you send us a message over on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about your routine, your schedules, and we will see you next Monday. Next Monday. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>